Should I know that, or is that just heavily influenced by Angelo Badalamenti? Uh, that's a song from a DC band from a few years ago called Your Rival band? Skies. No, no. What band? Rival Skies. Okay. That they sounds like whoever that is likes Angelo Badalamenti. That, that might be me just putting a little of... I like your new guitar, Ian. Thanks. What kind of guitar is that? It's a, it's a Gretsch baritone. Why did you buy that guitar, Ian? Uh, because I've wanted a baritone for a while, um. and uh, my wife gave me permission to go to a guitar shop, and I was like, look, there's only like two guitars, if they have it, yeah. and if they're like less than about 500 bucks. Yeah. And it was literally in the window with a tag on it for like 450 And after taxes? 500 Five, even. 530. Five th- seriously, $80 of taxes? Uh, it's probably more like four, 475 maybe, okay. plus taxes. Uh, I'm hearing the feedback. I'm not sure what it's from. Though. Oh, that, that's probably just this buzzing. There it there is. Thank you. Jason, come on up here if you're so willing. Jason Dix here. Uh, Ian, you can play him on. Play him on. Sorry, I told you to turn it off, and then I said play him on. That was kind of wild and hardish. Yes, right? Yeah. I just finished the David they Lynch... They get me. <laughs> I just finished the David Lynch autobiography that was released like a year or two ago. Uh, I'm glad I read it, slash listened to it. Which one was it? Room to Dream. Okay. It's the one that he authors with someone else. I like your shoes a lot. Um, Thank you. Uh, my, my lovely wife, they're great. Fawn, got them... For me, for my birthday. They're, are they custom? Did she order them online? She, uh, she did order them online. That's great. Uh, and they're, but it, it is my birthday on Super Tuesday. That's why they call it Super Tuesday. Yeah. Because <laughs> what it's do my you, birthday. What do you, since you're a, since you're an actual <laughs> journalist and you can't give your opinion, what do you hope happens on Tuesday? I hope that it's all over early so I can go out and eat and drink. That's not going to happen. So what do you think? <laughs> so that, what do you think's going to happen Tuesday? Uh, I think it's going to be like Rocky One split de- uh, split decision. Yeah, that's probably accurate. What do you think happens in in the next few weeks then? Um, I think people are going to finally realize that this is not going to be over until after Milwaukee. Oh, you don't think it'll be over until Milwaukee's after Milwaukee? Right. I think really. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's give your actual bona fides, if that's okay with you. What is your job? Is it bona fides or bona fides? I've heard both. And it probably is both. Oh my God! Like we got like some. Team of that. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. Kill I like. Time. I mean, I I heard I used bona fides for years. And yeah. Then, and then I heard bona fides like when I, I think it was on an episode of Homicide: Life on the Street. Sure. And somebody said bona fides. I'm like, well, if somebody in Baltimore is saying it. <laughs> so are you both insulting Baltimore and using Baltimore no, I in love your defense? Baltimore. Baltimore reminded me of of the town I grew up in, Cottonwood. That's if why I like it. If you loved Baltimore so much, why don't you live there? Uh, the commute. That's fair. Okay. So what do you do? Uh, I am. Uh, I, I work at Roll Call. Mm-hmm. It's a newspaper and website that uh, I guess I should say website first. But it doesn't matter. Uh, and uh, we cover politics in Congress. And you also host the show, the the podcast, the official yes. Roll Call podcast. Yes, it's called Political Theater. And uh, I, I actually, I, I believe you have been uh, I have on been Political on Theater a couple of times. And your most recent episode is about Super Tuesday. Yes, it is. It was. It was uh, I talked to one of our reporters, Bridget Bowman, who mm-hmm. went down to Texas uh, to talk about. She reported on some uh, house races down there because. In addition to the presidential primaries, there's a bunch of yeah. 
you know, House and Senate primaries on Tuesday, and, and it's, it's hard to break through the presidential stuff, but there's a lot going on. on is Tuesday. it fair to say a roll call is more involved with Congress than they are with the White House? Very, mo most definitely. Okay, so has this past three and a half years been difficult for you guys because of that, or fuck it, everyone's paying attention, so that's cool, we'll take it? Uh, it has definitely been one of the more challenging times of my professional life. Because things sure. are so good, it's hard to find what you want to yeah. report on? <laughs> because it's, it's nonstop. Yeah. Uh, because it, it's, you have to pay attention to everything, because even though we're focused on Congress, and that's like, our thing, yes. everything the president does and says affects Congress in some way or another. So it, and, and it just never stops. How did you handle impeachment, personally? Personally? I know how the, the yeah. site handled impeachment. <laughs> Not well, is what I'm hearing. Um, so I was the, I was, uh, the uh, co-impeachment editor yeah. with, uh, with a mutual friend, Megan Scully. Yeah. Uh, we have known each both Megan and I have known each other for years. We both worked at National Journal before, yep. also with with somebody you know too, uh, several people you know yes. from National Journal, and um, it was very difficult. Um, I, I'm not I'm not gonna like try to snow it at all. Like it it was the most challenging, exhausting thing I've ever. But covered. here's the thing: if you, you knew the outcome from the start, so why yeah. should it be challenging? Why should it be a draining? I'm not saying it yeah. wasn't. I'm just asking why, if you know the outcome, why is it that? Does that make sense? It does. No, it totally does. Um, well, I mean, I, I'll, I, I liken it to, um, to, to when we were over at, at your house uh, last month and watching... Oh, watching uh, the Royal Rumble? Yeah, watching the Royal Rumble. You know what's going to happen. Well, no, it's not, but because <laughs> the Royal Rumble's fun in an hour long at most. Right, and then so it goes on for nine hours, right? You no, know, no, no. The whole pay-per-view is seven hours, but you don't watch it the whole way you watch impeachment. Also, uh, there's an agreed-upon thing that this is for children, <laughs> and everyone wears colorful costumes. So, no, but, it's not the but same. But didn't you write a book about how Trump is a wrestler, Brandon? Yeah, and guess who wasn't in the impeachment <laughs> trial? The goddamn wrestler. No one cool showed up. It was boring. <laughs> um I, I think, I mean, it, this sounds whiny, and, I, and I, it, I, this is not about, like, I do not want to make this about, like, myself and my own, the, the effect on me, but it was hard to know when, when you needed to really pay attention, when you could just, like, sort of coast, and so you just sort of erred on covering everything. Do you think it would have been easier if the impeachment started earlier than 1 p.m. each day and didn't end so late? Um, probably, but I... I uh, at, like like a lot of people, uh, I know I I, I reread uh, Peter Baker's book about yeah. the impeachment trial, uh, the breach, uh, the Clinton impeachment trial, and it, it was just as messed up. It was just as like exhausting. It was just it like it didn't make any sense. Like kind of like the schedule was weird and it had artificial constraints and there were all sorts of people wondering whether it was even legitimate or not. And it was it was one of those things where. If it had started at 9 a.m., that would have been great, but like senators can't get out of bed that early. <laughs> what do you think of the impact that's going to have on both the primary season and the general election? None at all. I agree. Therefore, why was it hard on you? Because you say you don't know when you could just like sort of coast, right? But if you know it doesn't really matter, why care at all? I know this sounds cynical. No, no, because it, it, it is. It, it, I mean, it, like, you could take this in, in, a, in an extreme, you know, sense and say, like, we're all gonna die. 
I understand so, that. So, no, like, no, I understand. And, and, and but but I think that like for us because the the way that we we were like all right we're gonna cover this we we need to cover it because one this is the only thing going on yeah. in the in the Senate um, and we we need to find a way to cover it in a way where people feel like oh yeah we we definitely want to read what roll call has to write and that is difficult because everybody on the planet is paying attention to it and so having that extra pressure knowing that like you're 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 kind of responsible not just for for a team of people covering it but also the way other people are perceiving it even though they know they know what's going to happen just like they knew what was going to happen with Clinton um but it, it was there's a little there's some pressure there and and it, part of it is just that it's not it was non-stop it, it was kind of like being you know like when in, in the World Series, you know, like this was a very happy time, you know, for, for me and, and it, as it was for you in, in 2016 with the Cubs. That didn't make it any less exhausting, though, because it's sure, just constant, because sure, sure. you're just like, oh my God, this is great, and I have to go to another game tomorrow, and I'm just literally never going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome. So to you, but like the it was, it was clearing so you President sleeping. Trump of an impeachment is equally good as the Washington Nationals. <laughs> Your preferred baseball team winning the World Series. No, but it was similar in terms of the, like the nonstop nature. Sure, of it. sure, sure. Um, have things got back to normal for you? Somewhat. It pretty yeah. much when as soon as that was done, here's Iowa. Right. Yeah. Or no, I think Iowa happened during it. So Iowa happened the day before the State of the yeah. Union, and then the State of the Union, and then the next day they voted. <laughs> So it was, it was a very uneventful first week of February. Yeah. My God, it was <laughs> February. That was this month. It's that was still this in February. Month. It's still February. Yes, we did it. My we did God. it, everybody. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, okay, As so if it wasn't cruel enough of a month, there's an extra day yeah. this time. Um, did, are you happy covering this stuff, or are you just completely sick of it at this point? So I was, I I'll, I'll be honest. I had a little kind of a breakdown like, impeachment? At, at the end of it after it was over. Um, and um, I needed some time to recover. I actually was able to to go uh, with with Fawn, with my wife, to Tucson. Um, and I'm from Arizona, and and I, you know, we were able to kind of like hang out and eat some Mexican food and get some sun and hike around. And that that was really helpful. I actually I still like covering politics. That's good. Yeah, I I, I find I find it very interesting. And in this. I'm not, this is not to toot my own podcast, but like talking to Bridget Bowman about what she was covering in Texas, it was like this is this is why people are interested in, in politics. This is why they get involved in politics because like there's a bridge that needs to get built, you know, or or like people are worried about whether they're going to have jobs or not, and that starts at a very localized level, and and I find that interesting. I find that like politics isn't everything, but it's definitely a part of what we are. And people, most of the time, not all of them, and not all the time, but most of the time and most all of them get into it for the right reasons. It's great. It, it seems like you're at the best possible headspace you could be at going into Super Tuesday, et cetera. Which is my birthday. Which we've established is your birthday <laughs> and you're from Arizona. We get it. Yes. How many more local plugs you want to do? <laughs> um, what do you think's going to happen you said it's going to be a contest. It could be a contested convention. I think so. I, I I think that there is going to be, there will be enough people. I think Joe Biden will probably win today. Tonight. Yeah. Sorry to screw up 
no, no. <laughs> I, I think this, this, this comes good. out. What is this yeah. hour? Nine or eight? Uh, so yeah, the, the polls close at seven. I think we're going to know fairly soon. Um, like after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the way the dem- most of Democrats' primaries and caucuses work is that they they um, allocate delegates proportionally. So it's yeah. not a winner take all situation. So you can continue to accumulate delegates. Bernie Sanders is going to, it's going to be difficult to catch him, you know, because he has such widespread support. But I don't think that he's going to get a majority going into the convention. And that, and the rule that Bernie's people pushed for was that if you don't have a majority by the time you get to the convention, then you... So you have to put money down on one person right now. Who's going to get the Democratic nomination? Uh, I, I honestly, like, I... I I'm not trying to wimp out here. No, I understand. But I, but I really, like, I got out of this, like, prognostication stuff. I mean, <laughs> I um, I really, I honestly don't know. And part of that, I, I'm going to use a crutch of a, a much smarter person than me, Stu Rothenberg, who I work with at, at Roll Call. I mean, he's been a political handicapper for years, and he's like, I have no idea. When I ask him, he's like, I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I would, I mean, certainly Bernie Sanders... Mike Bloomberg and Joe Biden are that probably have the best chances with either their support or their money or their delegates. But I think this is going to be a crazy year. As long as it's somebody that's over 75 and a man, I'll be happy. <laughs> yes. you know, I don't care which one. I'm not someone, biased in that. Someone way. who's had you a know heart, what? Even heart the attack. Si- even know, the other somebody? side of the aisle. I just want them old and white and male. Right. And if that's all had, I've ever cared if they've about. they've had some sort of cardiovascular that's episode, a bonus. yes. I'll like, take like, it. Like Biden has had two aneurysms, apparently. Seriously? Uh, I, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, if you, if you, if you can when, have... Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. Aneurysms or two copies of Nirvana's hit single aneurysm <laughs> as a maxi single and a... He has... This is a little known fact about Biden. He's a huge sub-pop fan. He, he yeah. Has, he has the whole catalog... From, they from, started Sub Pop 200 because yeah. of Joe Biden. Exactly. That's exactly. He because has, he knew he one has day, a little Fleet Foxes one stuff. day one of his kids was going to need money for Coke, and that 7-inch by Nirvana is going to be worth something. Worth a lot. Yeah. I would just like, only orphans should be able to be president. Orphans that don't have kids. They're the only pure people. We're all bad. <laughs> Everyone else is bad. But they're are, good. Are they? Are they? I'm yes, they're right. better than us. Little Orphan Annie is better than every single person here that's ever drank here. But then we'd have to listen to that song. That's a great song. No, it's not. That's a great song. No, no. Ian, now play do, Aneurysm. Do you, do you, oh, no, no. I, I meant the sun will come out tomorrow. Oh, I, oh no. that's Aneurysm is a great song. No, yeah. sun will come out tomorrow. Is, I thought you were talking about Hard Knocked Life. No, no, no. I, I, I thought you were talking about sun will come out tomorrow. That's a great song. No. No, it's a great <laughs> no. song. Just because I'm not a little girl that was forced to sing it doesn't make it a good can or we, bad song. Can we just like settle on Penny Royalty then or something? Or no, that's a song right about now. a little girl not existing. <laughs> that's what that song is about. I love that song. Heart shaped box. I mean, that's my that's about Cornelia's that, vagina. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what that song's about. Okay, you didn't know that? You clearly don't know about politics. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, I'm really glad Dave Grohl has not run for office yet. Because, like, that's going to happen. Yet. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, the longer he's it takes, be, the he's better. He's going to make it safe for, for flannels. <laughs> flannels <laughs> great. You're wearing a flannel now. I know. I'm, uh, 
Uh, Jason, is there anything coming up in the political theater feed that you're excited about, or are you going to? Is at this point just all reactions to whatever happens? No, we we actually um, we have a, a somewhat, I hope, fun podcast about all the different people named Mike in Congress. It's the most common name in Congress, apparently. And so we're going to do a podcast just about our own data search for people named Mike. I like that. That's so fun. <laughs> that, are you going to play the hit single, I Want to Be Like Mike, featuring the basketball I, stylings of Michael Jordan? I, I, I don't want to give it away, but my very talented and awesome podcast producer, Micaela Rodriguez, she has a full lineup of music to, to go on it. Well, as long as you um, play some Michael Jackson, who is a man without controversy, right. I think it'll be a great episode. And, and the other one that I'm very excited about is a, is a baseball-oriented podcast. All about the minor leagues or all about the it majors? It is primarily about minor leagues, but so Congress is, is super pissed about Major League Baseball's you know, decision to try to eliminate 42 minor league teams, but they're also not super happy about not addressing the cheating scandal with the Astros. So there's actually a resolution that Congress is going to consider soon about Congress you know, is the but Con <laughs> Washington DC politics and baseball have never mixed uh, incorrectly. It. It's always gone well. Right. <laughs> Bring the steroid trial back. Why did we even dismiss that? Let's keep it going, baby. One one thing that I'll, I'll note is a, the little tease on the on the baseball podcast is that this is very bipartisan. Like, yeah. you know, this like is support for not for leaving the minor leagues alone. Everyone from Bernie Sanders to like Shelley Moore Capito, who's a Republican senator from West Virginia. The predominant number of cities and communities who are affected are in Republican areas. I don't care. Baseball's baseball. It's no, a wonderful, but, wonderful but I, sport. Th that's the that's a nice that's the nice hook though. Oh, I think uh, unless you have two major league baseball teams, you're not even a real city. So there's like three real cities in America, and this ain't one. Fuck this place. <laughs> go Cubs. Go. Slash. I'm rooting for the White Sox this year because I am not happy that the Cubs have a new TV plan. Jason, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Brandon. Fine I'm political. sorry that I was late. No one needs to know that. <laughs> they do now. I love your ring. I like you as a human being. Your shoes are great. Thanks to your wonderful wife. Go enjoy dinner. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Jason Dick, everybody. Thanks. Caitlin, how are you? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Caitlin McDavid, everybody. Caitlin. Hi, what's up? Are we chatting? Or what do you want to do? I, I can do whatever. No, no, no. You do what you want to do. There's no wrong answer if that makes sense. It easy. feels like a wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. There is. No, there's not. Okay. <laughs> so what if I do like one or two jokes Perfect. and then we chat? Perfect. Does that sound good? I'll put my mic down. Okay. I'm going to hold mine. That's really important. Thank you. Thank I've been you doing for understanding this, for, how this works. for long enough to know that. Uh, hi. 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 Uh, my name is Caitlin. A little bit about me is that I live with a guy that I'm not having sex with. Um, mostly because he's gay, but also because I don't find him attractive. And I think it's important to have two reasons why you're doing something. <laughs> uh, but people in my neighborhood don't like that. Like we were walking on the street. And just the other day, a car pulled up onto the sidewalk to try and hit us. And then the guy leaned out of the car to scream, fuck you, you ugly cunt, and your gay-ass boyfriend. And I was like, hey, man, that's a real apt description of what this is. <laughs> Thank you for seeing me. 
because you know how like everybody's a beach body i'm a river body <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm sturdy i'm surviving the apocalypse i don't want to but like that's where we're at because like after the apocalypse you're gonna need leaders and problem solvers uh, and if you're letting a light bright tell if you can cross the street that's some follower energy that we don't need anymore <laughs> Or if you got one of those watches that tells you what your heartbeat is because you can't feel your heartbeat inside of your own body, I don't really want you on my team, okay? And I'm from Idaho, so like I know how to stock a bunker. <laughs> and all that money you're spending at Whole Foods, you know what that's telling me? You don't know how to cut fruit. <laughs> and you got a lot of ego for someone who's taking apple cider vinegar enemas to cure your depression. Do you want to chat or? Okay. <laughs> the next jokes are all about middle school, and I don't think we need to record those. <laughs> okay. Do you guys remember in middle school you smelled disgusting, right? It's because like you you knew what showering was, but you weren't gonna do it because you had body spray. Yeah, and I don't totally know it was like for the guys, it was like cold and spicy, but for women, <laughs> we had the entire collection of Bath and Body Works. Right? It was like warm vanilla sugar. She didn't smell like vanilla or sugar, but was warm to the touch, which is horrifying. <laughs> and then we had cherry blossom for the sluts. <laughs> and then there was a smell that no one listening has smelled in 15 years, and that's sweet pea, which I don't think was a real smell. <laughs> I think we collectively hallucinated it as a generation. I think they put body, I think they put baby powder in a spritz bottle, and they let it wear it around. Because uh, in middle school, you can't have a personality. You just can't, you don't have the resources. So it's not like jocks and nerds. It's like everyone, and then that group of vampire freaks who take Twilight too seriously, <laughs> drink each other's blood. These were my friends, to be very clear. Um, they didn't like me, uh, partially because I wore a blazer to middle school, but mostly because all my scars were on the inside. Because um, my school had the girls who were cutting, pretending to cut themselves and the girls who were lying about pretending to cut themselves. Uh, it just wasn't a good school. Uh, I sat next to the kid who got a girl pregnant this summer we were 12, which is young. We knew that. He didn't seem to. Uh, he took it really well. He was going to raise the baby. <laughs> he um, was ready to be a father. So he like taped the sonogram to his trapper keeper because he's responsible. Um, and it was going really well until she lost the baby and he cried for two weeks and he dropped out of middle school because what other options did he have? And the thing is, is like he lived an entire life before I got a period, right? He like had a family, lost a family, had a career, lost a career. No one my age does their own taxes. And the reason that happened is like, sex education in this country is so messed up. It's messed up, because it's not tailored to what you need as a person, right? Like I got my sex talk way, way too soon, like way before I needed it. And this kid's sex talk was like, ow, that's my butthole. <laughs> because for the rest of us, apart from the kid who was reading ahead in the syllabus, middle school was just hand jobs. You know, like, do you remember a time in your life when hand jobs were like the wildest, kinkiest, craziest shit of all time? They were insane. There was like one girl in charge of handing out everyone's first hand job. 
she was in band. Statistically, she played the clarinet. What's up, Kelsey? If you're not remembering someone, she was your best friend and she didn't know how to talk to you about what was going on. But you should really look her up. Everyone should go home tonight and they should look her up on Facebook and they should apologize because you guys treat her like a slut and she wasn't. She was a queen because she was doing the work, you know, the work the rest of you weren't doing. Because I'm young, but we didn't have the internet when I was growing up. We couldn't look things up. We didn't know about spit. (laughs) She was out there trialing and erroring like a scientist, just like stirring and like ping pong and like a squid motion if you got an AP bio girl and she kind of knew what was up. And they just fell out of fashion when she circled back around to the first guy and asked you on a second one and he was like, no, I'm gonna go to Steve. You don't know what you're doing. Because <laughs> if you think about it, hand jobs are sort of like the McDonald's filet of fish of sex acts in that mostly Catholics are ordering them. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Kaylin, would you like to continue or sit? I mean, I could do another 10 minutes, but we're done with middle school, so it's going to be a new topic. I do like that after every punchline that involves like a sex act or something lewd, you look at me like I did something wrong. It's great. I'm a fan of it. It's your call. I think I think I can be done or we can chat or... or Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Kaylin McDavid. Kaylin, please sit down. Idaho sounds wild, man. It's very wild. Did you see Napoleon Dynamite? I it's did. all true. It's a true story. He's from nearby. That's true. And I'm from Montana. That's very close. And Montana looks like it's smelling Idaho. That's how you can tell them apart. Yeah, yeah. And, and can also confirm, as an ex-Mormon, that Napoleon Dynamite is 100% a documentary. It is. It's a true story. Are there really this many hand jobs in junior high in Idaho and Montana? I didn't go Not to a Not for grade. me, there weren't. <laughs> <laughs> you, what? I went to school in the, in a large city. So Where? In Boise. You went to school in Boise. Let's write that down. Boise. Uh, I went to East Junior High. It was across the street from the cemetery and also one of several hospitals. And it was a very rich neighborhood adjacent to a very not rich neighborhood. Hence the hand jobs. Yeah. How long have you been in Washington, D.C.? Some call it our nation's capital. Uh, about four years. Four years. I moved I don't know here right after college. Not everyone knows this. That's how long the president is the president. I do know that. That's it's cool. four years, Are possibly you, eight. We don't know. Fingers crossed for 12. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Let's make it happen, guys. It happened once. I know. But we set up a rule. We already set up that rule. <laughs> Let's just let it ride. You know what I mean? Yeah, like when you're in the casino yeah. and you keep winning and you keep I love winning. a cruise ship. Yeah. You don't want to stop. You don't want to get off that cruise. You don't want to stop gambling. No, my dream table. is to be on a cruise that gets quarantined by yeah, the coronavirus. I get that. Because you're young and you'll survive no matter what. Yeah. And then I've eaten get, a lot of garbage. Like I can handle it. And then you get all the other passengers stuff legally. Like no, like you just you have room. to stay on the boat and you can't leave. I would also take a hospital visit. Like I'm ready. There. You just want a mini vacation. I that's just want a vacation. Also, sort of a prison stay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I get that. It's because I would be forced to not work. So, like in terms, I was going to ask you what your ideal world is, but I feel like you just described it. Yeah. That's cool. So this is like a good time for you. Yeah. Have you looked at cruise prices? I love cruising. I cruise a lot. 
Uh, my favorite is Carnival Cruise Line. Thank you. Not that anyone asked. It's the La Quinta Inn of Boats. Where else can an aspiring heroin addict hang out with a recovering heroin addict? Are you the heroin addict in this scenario or the recovering? I love, I love people who cruise because they're people who legally can't fly for some reason, right? Either like yes, medically, of course. they're too old, they don't fit, they smoke too much. and so they, But they deserve vacations too. They deserve... A this life sounds that less is like a vacation and more like a transportation option for these people, for some yeah. of these people. Okay. It's a, it's like a bus, but it's all It's boat. a water bus. It's a water bus. Have you been on a cruise from Baltimore to Florida? Yes, both. How much was it? Uh, the Baltimore was, I think it was a seven day and it was probably like $800, so it's, not including the drinks package. Okay. So it's roughly the same to stay in like a holiday inn as it is to yeah. go on a cruise from Baltimore. Yes. I just think like this is a good idea. Yeah. It's a good lifestyle decision. Did you enjoy your time on the Baltimore to Florida cruise? I did. We went down to the Caribbean. Did you meet, how many heroin addicts did you meet? I mean, no one, there's a lot of uh, AA on the boat, and I don't go to those, but like... Because you're cool. N- no. Because <laughs> uh, it's, um, something else is always happening. There's also a bingo at the same sure. time. It's like hard to schedule Did you go yourself. alone on the cruise? I went with my roommates. Okay. How many roommates do you have? I've, I, at the time, had t- two roommates. We, were, we all went to college together, and we worked together. And you're like, we should go on this cruise boat, this yeah. water bus together to Florida. Yeah, where else can you watch a grown man try to sweep up mayo with a broom? Like, <laughs> cruise ships are amazing. No, I agree completely. Here's what I did is I showed, there's apps for the cruise, and I signed up for every activity. Sure. And then I ignored them. I got a push notification. I was like, you have a meeting in 10 minutes? And I said, no, I don't. And I love that. That's what you love? Yes. So it seems that you just love notifications on your phone and then rejecting them. I love having something to do and being forced to not do it. That's, I think, the universal thing. What was forcing you not to do any of these activities? Me. Like, I I got to choose to not go, which is the same thing about, like, the being forced into being quarantined, just that I, like, wouldn't be able to have to write more or, like, do more meetings or, like, go to work. So you just want, you're, like, what, 26? 25, yeah. 25? So you just want to retire is what you're saying? Yes. All right, cool. I get it. Well, you got a bright future ahead of you. Yeah, I got another 50 years, but I'm excited for retirement. Fingers crossed. Yeah. If you get on the right cruise ship. Well, there's a year-round cruise ship. Continue. (laughs) It's expensive, but you pay for a condo, and it goes continuous around the world. And there was also a man who lived on a regular cruise yeah. ship for like several years. Yeah. He's an old man and his only friend was an Alexa and he didn't even talk to him all the time. But I think it was a good life. I think, I'm glad that you think it's a good life. Yeah. Well, I don't know where to go from here. Well, I mean, I grew up in Idaho, so like... The ocean's still like cool. Yeah, but you were saying like Boise's a big city, therefore I assumed that the Idaho was all like gone. What do you mean? It's still there. I I don't know what I mean. I go back a lot. (laughs) Why? Because my family's there. (laughs) Oh, okay, that's nice. You don't gotta like your family, is all I'm saying. No, but. uh, But you do. I mean, like is a very strong word, but they're there. It's not a strong word, It's it's the medium of words. I medium like my family. That's nice. They're they're pleasant. Do you medium like Boise? Yeah. Cool. 
Well, I want to. Th- where do you live, by the way? What neighborhood? I'm not fucking going to your house. I'm fucking busy. You know where I just I'm at like the you next wrote few down hours. A lot of things about me. Where do you live? Uh, I live in Southeast. Okay. Uh, near Blake. Good. So you live in Washington, D.C. I don't feel bad for asking you to come here. Thank you so much for spending time with us tonight. Thank you for having me. This guy's going to play you off. He's from Baltimore. And Montana. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Caitlin McTuffin, everybody. That was awesome. <laughs> Let's get Saffron up here. Uh, Jason, how old are you? Yes, you do. Yeah, all right. Well, on Tuesday, on Super Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 49. 49? Okay, cool. I'm averaging all of the ages of everyone on the show. Oh, fuck. I forgot to ask Mr. Goblin. I think most of the people in children. Listen, if we all had kids at 12 years old, all of these people could be everyone's child. It doesn't matter. How old, Kevin, how old are you? 31. 31. Is that roughly the age of everyone in the band? What? Let's just go with 31. The bands are all 31. Great. Uh, Ian and I are going to leave the stage, and you're going to play. Where's Saffron? Give it up for Brandon for fucking being here since 10 a.m. I don't know why you do this to yourself every year, but I'm glad you do. We're going to play a couple songs. I'm gonna go all the way to the beat of my chest like I'm eating it. It's a summer, it's a summer. 
Thanks.